Okay, welcome everybody to uh, another episode of Forever Bristol City podcast. One o'clock today, we did sail through that uh, tremendous 100,000 downloads since we started back in the Lee Johnson era, about four days before he got the sack back in June 2020. I think this is episode number 159. Uh, so thanks to everybody who helped us get there. Uh, so I've got two of my regulars on tonight. Um, Mark and Ian, they've been pretty much ever present on this uh, journey. So uh, thanks to them. And uh, so I couldn't do it without you guys. I couldn't do it without you guys because I'd be sat here talking to myself and boring everybody to death. But that's a bit of a sideshow, really. Um, the final scorer, I'll call it St Andrews because that's how I remember it for most of my time watching City. It was Birmingham City 3 Bristol City nil, that's five games have yielded one point. It was dire. Um, Ian and Mark, I'll come to you first, Ian, as we normally do. 30 seconds, sum up your afternoon as you saw it. As some performances were last year, this was an unacceptable performance from Bristol City. We lost at Norwich, but we played well. It is possible to lose and play well. Yes. Today, there were... Someone said find a positive. Well, I think Dan Bentley kept the score uh, down from six or seven. So that's the only positive that I can find. Well, no, there are some others. Dylan Kaji came on, made his debut. Um, But the negatives vastly outweigh the positives. And if anyone disagrees with that statement, then they can contact me and explain why. Well, or they can contact us on the thread while we're going. Just try and uh, yeah. defend what's what. Okay, that's your your uh, summation, and we get into some of the negatives clearly in more detail as uh, as we go on. Uh, Mark, um, you know, welcome back after your little bout of COVID. Um, Thank you. Good to have you back with us. Um, what were your thoughts? At five to five. Well, uh, since the uh, heady days of September the third, when City uh, outclassed Blackburn. We're back to our shapeless, weak worst of last season. Confidence has drained from the side since since that since that win, and City were once again pathetic at set pieces, where Birmingham scored their three goals, but they just couldn't compete with uh, uh, with uh, Birmingham's direct play. The possession was awful, pressing was awful. Uh, the, the forwards were starved of, starved of any ball and City just had one shot on target and that took them 85 minutes. Nigel Pearson's selections are worry as well, playing a, 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 a central midfielder in uh, in central defence and taking something away. Uh, and I think some of the players hopefully would have played their last game for City today and I'm including Hanno Masengo, who was absolutely abysmal. Uh, that's, very, on, uh, that's very strong words, Mark. Yeah, players. well, he, you know, if it's if 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 the next ball's going to be played backwards, uh, and you know, he's he, he was just he was just. Uh, I mean, there were a lot of players. Well, a lot poor, of players that looked was, like him out there today, weren't the Sanderson, Chong, and Hannibal? But he, but, was, he, but uh, yeah, but he, but he, he, he was he was absolutely abysmal, Dave. And yeah. uh, we're worrying. Maybe we got to play a Preston side who've just gone and beat Norwich three uh, two at Carrow Road. Road on I Wednesday. Know. So out the frying pan into the furnace. Well, maybe. Um, Ian, um, Mark sort of alluded to, um, um, you know, some players should never wear the shirt again. That's a bit severe. But let's look at the lineup that was uh, that was uh, selected by the manager, and uh, he went for old dependable Andy King on the basis of a 
clean sheet against Coventry in a match where he did okay. He was caught out a couple of times. Um, but other than that, I think it was pretty much the same. Semenyo didn't make the starting lineup. That was just a straight swap for Conway. Uh, Williams was suspended. Naismith uh, injured. Um, right to persevere with King. Surely close, if he's fit enough, to be on the bench. You start with him, maybe. Your thoughts, Ian, on that? Yeah, I said that before the game. Um, the if closer is available, you play him. And people say, well, he hasn't played a lot of football. Well, that was true when he played against Preston away, where Masengo was absolutely brilliant. Uh, so, no, Andy King shouldn't have played there. I mean, I was actually quite relieved when I saw that Dini and Dukovic weren't up front because I was expecting an aerial bombardment, but mm. we, could, we couldn't deal with anything. And we were out of the game from minute one. Now, one very strange thing I'd like to point out from today's game is in the possession stats, because believe it or not, we had 58% possession. Yeah. But the problem is we keep passing it backwards and sideways. Um, Scott got another absolutely brainless yellow. Cadges wasn't as brainless, but it was it was a poor tackle and it was a yellow. And I know the lad's just in a team and he's trying hard, so I'll forgive him that. But we were awful. And or, or I, the first half I described is one of the most pitiful 45 minutes I've seen supporting Bristol City ever. And bear in mind, I've seen us 4-0 down after about 15 minutes at Brentford. I've seen yeah. us lose 8-2 at Northampton. Um, so I'm not going, it's not like, oh, in the good old days, we were brilliant because believe you me, we weren't sometimes. Um, but this is last season. I listed a dozen unacceptable performances. Yeah. Now this to me is the first one this season where it's been unacceptable. I think Martin and Semenyo made a difference when they came on second half, mm. but our inability to defend set pieces, particularly corners, uh, and our inability to deliver them and take them. I mean, people make a big fuss about Alex Scott, and I think he's going to be a good player, but his set pieces are dreadful. Then we put Jay De Silva on set pieces, and Jay can't cross a ball. No. So you, you, you look at that and you think, well, how are we going to score a goal? Uh, Vyman was pretty... All right, let's get, in, let's get into, do a bit more about the action. And you said set-piece goals. I mean, you know, I, I just about managed to tune in to uh, hear what was happening. And the first one went in and, OK, it was hacked off the line, but it had gone over. That's the old goal line technology. But we were all yeah. over the bloody place, weren't we? I mean, there was, I think somebody said, again, somebody more tactically aware than me, that we were doing zonal marking. We were marking the spaces, but the bloke... Just stole in with the header, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I've never, I've never seen a zone score a goal. Yeah. So you need to, and and what the first one demonstrates, they put a ball to the far post. The lad is on loan from Chelsea because don't forget, if you short centre backs, you cannot get players; they're just not there. So anyway, they loan this kid from Chelsea. He's an, he's an American. Mm. Um, he, I think he scored three goals in his entire career before today, and he yeah. got two today. He comes in with a big, long run. We've got a couple of blokes jumping with him. I think King was one. Rob Atkinson's in the six-yard box, and he's stuck under the ball. So he's got no chance of getting up and beating that lad if he's running. But 
you need to one of the problems that we've got from set pieces is if you look at our team that we started with today it's a team of small ish weakish players and i'm talking about pure physical strength you know um you you look at their side and and i see this a lot of weeks that the other team on average seems to be somewhere between four and six inches taller than us man for man we've got yeah. some tall lads but particularly so you leave close out today he's six four and you play andy king and i don't think andy king played too bad but he ain't the center back well he can't so, get up and jump we can't get up and up let me change i mean that you talked about the first goal there the day, Dave, but he, yeah. he didn't but if you if you, our defense is so disorganized there's no voice in there. there's no one and the midfield's the same I'm sorry, but well, Scott and Masengo as a mid, as, as sorry, um, yeah, that's right. Scott and Masengo as a as a midfield. Neither of them are leaders. They're youngsters, you know. Well, okay, yeah, but they're, they're not. And King, you'd expect. Hit, well, take King out of that side, and there's no leaders. I want to talk about Andy Vyman uh, later because a few people were saying on the forum how come he managed to stay on because he's been off his game. He wasn't that great at Blackburn away, and somebody commented. Not me. Somebody commented he was a bit quiet in that game. He's got even worse. But let's stick with the action. Mark, I mean, you know, we, we huffed and puffed through uh, through that first period. And then when you let them score another soft goal um, right at the end of the half, I mean, you know, how many times do we say we've got Curtis Fleming and Nigel Pearson, who are both defenders of some standing, yeah, we're it, shit, it, 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 it doesn't matter if they can't. No, let me, let Mark sorry. Have sorry. Sorry. Let me have a say. Sorry. Let me have a say. Well, it was the same thing again. It was trusty again, and uh, and this time from the right, wasn't it? From from uh, uh, from Hannibal. So it was a it was a free kick, and really, City perhaps City should have had a free kick at the other end, and 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 Birmingham broke and won a ball near the edge of our penalty area on the right. So Hannibal crosses it in, and it's headed it against the headed against the far post by Trusty, but everybody stood around. Yeah. Bentley then bends down like he's about to pick a daisy with all the intention of picking a ball up, and Trusty says thanks very much and just follows his ball in and whacks it over the line. They just stood there like statues, the City yeah. defence. Do you blame... Nobody do you, reacts to, to it. It uh, was awful. Do you awful. think Bentley was culpable in either of those first two months? Well, I don't think I don't think he would have got the... Uh, you know, there wasn't any protection. The guy got the header. It was the defenders in front of him. But his reaction was awful. I mean, he just went down gently to pick the ball up. And the guy said, thank you very much. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, the, it, that was the worst bit. And as Ian said, after he, kept he, hit the the score, and he kept the score down. Because in that first half, uh, I think it was... Uh, who was it? Chong and Hogan. He denied uh, both of them. Ian. Well, that um, was that was the the Hogan one was from a, a a kick by Bentley. It was just headed straight back by their midfield. Mm. Hogan followed it in. It was luckily fell on his ass before he he could he could actually put the ball in the back of the mm. net. Oh, and Trusty is on loan from Arsenal. They they loaned him. Oh, loan uh, players. Yeah, he's loan on loan. Players. He's on loan, loan from Arsenal. Players. Goodness me. You know, yeah. Our manager doesn't like loans, does he? Doesn't no. mind loaning people out, but he doesn't like making loans. Ian, half time, and we had a substitution at half time in the last game, and then a triple substitution midway through the second half. Triple substitution at half time, Ian. That and a 2 0 down, that's a sign of desperation in my book. Do you agree or disagree with that? Well, what I would say when people make substitutions like that, 
it's it's a few things. It's either a tantrum, or it's um, an admission of guilt. I I picked the wrong team, and if the team goes on and wins, and people say, "Well done for making the substitutions," I also say, "Yeah, but why did you pick that team in the first place?" Now, what Pearson said tonight, when he was interviewed by Radio Bristol, is you better ask the players why there were so many of them that um that why there were so many of them that didn't uh perform but we said the same thing after qpr yeah some of the players we were we were the better side against coventry i'll say that but we've now picked up one point in 15 and we're now four points off of relegation yeah, and and the team West Brom, who were in twenty second place, no, actually they have they played the same number of games as us, so we're four points off that now. Hull, who we've been castigating for letting in goals, and they have got a minus eleven goal difference. Mm-hmm. They're actually one point below us, but having beaten us, and they've got a game in hand, and they've got a game in hand. So it. It's a situation where people say, oh, don't panic. Well, I'm not panicking. I'm just stating facts. And Nigel Pearson, in his own words, said the first thing he wanted to do was give us a strong defence. Now, we conceded 78 last year or something like that. We're on course to do the same this year. Yeah. And there's no getting away from it. And I don't know. I mean, I've tweeted out a side that I'd pick against Preston. There can't be that many changes because we ain't got that many players to bring in unless he starts bringing in the likes of Joe Lowe and, and Rafael Arroyo, who, who are kids. Well, Joe's not a kid. He's 20 now, I think. But yeah, so he's he's got um, – it's got to be where where he sits down with his coaches. And, and I just – honestly, when I look at our set pieces, Dave, Oh, it's, it's appalling. It's appalling execution. It is appalling execution. Mark, let's just wrap up on the game. Let's just wrap up on the game with um, uh, with, with, with Mark. Um, I, I think the closest they came to... Uh, sorry, I've got a mint in my mouth. It's very rude of me. The closest Mark they came to a goal, I thought that it was, was in the back of the net, was that uh, shot by Belek, the player on loan from... Um, Derby County, yeah, that was a good effort. But then the third goal, I mean, yeah, we, it was just an embarrassment come the end, wasn't it? Although, do you think Semenyo made a difference, or is it is it all well, about service? He didn't, he and... didn't, he, he didn't really, he didn't really get any service. I, I know um, when Scott got when Scott got booked, Vyman Vyman had had a chance two seconds before that, and he wanted to come back on his left foot. He was actually through on goal. All he needed to do was shoot, and he came back on his left foot and fell over. But yeah, I mean the, the 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 third goal. I mean it's just crossed into the box in swinger from from Hannibal again, and Sanderson's at a far post. Nobody gets near the ball. It just comes across the face of the goal. The guy's at the back post. Thank you very much. It's just pathetic defending all three goals from from crosses. But they could have had more. I mean we could have we could have lost by we could have lost by six nil today. So uh, second second shut I mean... second shut out in a row and and. Uh, 
and another another three goals against. We you know we 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 did have a plus five goal difference the other week. Now we're down to minus one. We're back yeah. to the bad old performances of last season. I think this was the worst we played. I'd say since we played Barnsley away uh, in March last season when we lost two 0 and we were prophetic then things picked up towards the end of the There's season. Too many, as Ian said. It, too it many. It was weakness. It was the weakness of the performance. Look, we lost at Norwich and we played well. And we lost at Burnley and we didn't play too badly. And look, this is an up and down division. If you look at the sides that were relegated last season, right, they all lost today. Blackpool beat Watford 3-1. Norwich lost 3-2 at home to Preston. Stoke beat Sheffield United 3-1. And we talk about, we've had a shit week. Sheffield United, I think they drew against this lot at home last week, lost to QPR. Now they've gone to uh, Stoke and lost there today. And if you look at the table, right, whilst, you know, we are dangerously close to um, oh, four points. We're close to the relegation. We're closer to the wrong end of the table. If you look from first to seventh, and seventh is Blackburn on 21, yeah, which was our last victory, first to seventh, right? There's only three points separating them now. And got Sheffield have got the goal difference. So this is a season where there are no really good sides. Although in saying that, fair play to QPR. They made it three in a row with a 2-1 win at home against Reading, who surprised everybody. But, um, Ian, it was good. What did you think of um, uh, George Tanner in his 45 and Cam Pring in his 74? You said a moment ago about who you'd pick in your team. Do Tanner and Pring start for you on Wednesday against Preston? Pring does, Tanner doesn't. Um and and I feel slightly sorry for George Tanner because I don't I don't think he's a he's a bad defender. Um, I think Mark Sykes. Ed, we know Wilson's injured now, so Mark Sykes um, it would give more going forward. And we know Preston are a very good defensive side. Um, so, and and they looking at it today they've decided they want to start scoring some goals now, and they have got some good forwards. Yeah. So we we need to, we we can't change that much. I mean, if you said, you know, I suppose we could go to four at the back and we could have an extra player in midfield and leave Vyman out uh, because I think I think Vyman was as as bad as the rest of them today. Um, yeah. So no, I I I I think that what what was sorry, Dave? What was your original question? The question was, you know, Tanner and Pring. You, you, would you start them? And you've answered. No, I'd, I'd start Tanner and Pring because he made yeah. some strong runs down the left hand side, and if if we have as much uh, space on the left flank as we did when we played Coventry, I'd be confident he'd put in at least two or three good crosses, and I'd also bring back Martin Semenyo. So I, I in in my team, if you will, I reunite re- reunite the WSM because whatever was happening with Wells in Conway isn't happening now. And it could be because uh, we're short in midfield because uh, Matty James out the side, Matty James out the side today. So was Joe Williams. Um, so, and, and Williams at least will be available versus Preston. Um, and, when, and, and, and James isn't available, is he? No, his procedure. He's not to, to, to answer Steve, though, when he's talking about... Well, I'm just reading Steve, what he's saying there. I, I don't know, think it's... he's a tactical manager, but that, but that job is his hands. He's got restrictions. Yeah, that's true. But if you look at his record since walking through the door, it's abysmal. And yeah. 
is there a better coach out there that could get a better <clears> tune <throat> out of the players that we've got? Now, for a, yeah, I don't well, think don't for know. a minute... We don't know, do we? And, well, I don't, I don't think, think for a minute he'll get sacked because the Lansdowns don't want to spend another million quid on compote. So, uh, as, although they might be getting some compensation, if, if Richard Gould um, go, takes up the job at the ECB, but that's by the by. But to say, well... No one else could do any better. I'm sorry, but well, I, I'm not I, I having think, that as an excuse. No, I mean, I think look, he, says, he, he said, but what job he has on his hands with the restrictions. Every manager without parachute payments is on restrictions. Look at Millwall. They're right up there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he'd replace a fair few if he had the means. He has had the means to bring in some good players. You don't, but if we were playing Jess Kids, but he's gone out there. And he's brought in the Kane Wilsons, the Cal Naismiths. Personally, I don't think it would have been any different with Cal Naismith uh, in the side today because, you know, he, he, he has been culpable in the fact that we have this leaky defence. Uh, and the idea there's another manager out there that despite the restrictions, you could wave a magic wand is laughable. Um, well, I think it would have made a difference in midfield because you've had Andy King in midfield, so he might have held on to the ball uh, a bit better and done something, and did James some, something with it. Matty James, but yeah, you, but I mean, you, we, the, the big. I think the mistake today was was playing King King in centre defence, and and you had you had two. I mean, you had a really lightweight centre midfielder and Misengo, who you know was afraid of paying a poor pass, and when he was in good positions, wanted to take two touches and got caught in possession. Um, so, you know, you only had one body there, really. So why play King as a central defender when you got Tim closer? Or why not just play? You could have played him in front of Viner and, 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 and Atkinson and played played with a back four. He didn't have to do that. Well, so there's, a thing, there's a thing, Mark. I mean, this manager, right, and people talk about dinosaurs and what have you, and Steve Bruce is in that category because I think his days are numbered at, uh, at the Albion. But he is not flexing his formation at all. And you've just said it there, Mark, playing yeah. a back four, right? Let's try something different because, as Tomo has said on it, nobody was getting carried away when we had that good run. Well, actually, we do because we're City fans and we're really hoping, you know, we were all saying it was great. We were playing a particular style of football. But this insistence of playing... You know, Sykes is a square peg in a round hole playing in that position, yeah? But he could play a back four, strengthen up the midfield, right? And then, you know, if you say our front men are Conway, Wells, Semenyo, Martin and Vyman, and you have two of those, right? As somebody said, I think it was on the forum earlier today, we've got a collection of forwards that would walk in any of them to any of the other sides in the division. And we've got a twosome there that have shown that they can do, uh, you know, score goals. Well, we are. We're still top scorers in the division. Or maybe we've lost that today. But, you know, try something different because it is midfield that are the problems. Ian, do you think Nigel has got this fixation with his three men at the back? Because, you know, we don't... It, it, it was a bloody shambles today. I don't think... Well, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Um, I don't think between him and his coaches he's got the solutions to the problems that we've got. So it, it's as simple as that. If if he could have solved this problem, 
he would have done it by now. And saying that, well, we haven't got resources. He's signed 12 players since he's yeah. been at the club. Now, you can. How, now, OK, two of them have left the club. One hardly ever played and was a ridiculous signing, Simpson. Yeah, right. oh, another one, Simpson. Another yeah. one had to retire, Baker. Then you go through the rest of the players and they're either injured or not in the team. Yeah. So he's made 12 signings, in effect, that are no better than the players that were here. And how many times have we said that over the years? Instead of signing 12 players at 10 grand a week, we sign six players at 20 grand a week and get some decent quality players or loans. And somebody else said on the forum, right? Oh, no, that's three times you've mentioned All right. it. Sorry, because I get I read a lot on the forum. But look, yeah. the point is, I still think he thinks he's doing us a little bit of a favour by being here. And he's managed, you said this, Ian, he's managed everybody's expectation down to such a level that there's still people defending him or trying to. And it's all poor old poor old Nigel. Well, if if you've got if the choice is a player who's no better than one you've got or going out and getting a loan, then go and get the loan. We, uh, yeah, which he won't do. And every he, club... That, well, and and other clubs in this division... Yeah. Look, other clubs in this division bring have got financial difficulties, Birmingham being one. I mean, half their ground's closed, isn't it? Well, their um, ground's closed, Ian. And, Ian, they brought on a kiddie who's on loan, who's a teammate of Alex Scott in the uh, England setup. And they got Belek on loan, and they're, they're again. I used I used this in the last podcast. Birmingham haven't got a pot to piss in. Well, they haven't, and they haven't got a good home record either. Before today, their record was played five, won one, drew two, lost two, and they'd only scored four goals. So they've scored more goals against us today, almost than they have in the previous. Well, they've got five. in their previous six, yeah, five games, yeah. It, um, Mark. Um, we're talking about structures and formations. Tomo said on here, I wouldn't change the formation that Pearson has decided to adopt 3-5-2. There's also evident in the way the under-21 side play. We don't have a traditional right back or left back at the club to play in a back four. Um, I'm not going to disagree with that, but you know, he, he, his right wing back specialisms have not worked for whatever reason, have they? Well... Sorry, you're talking yeah. to Mark. Yes. Talk, talk, talk. Talk, talking to me. Well, I think mean, the problem the problem with playing wing backs is, of course, where, where City are concerned is if they're too high up the pitch, you generally get exposed. But there was there was already any link up player up either flank uh, today anyway from mid from midfield because we just couldn't we just couldn't get the ball there. We couldn't put three or four four good good passes good passes together so that was the problem i mean neither neither um uh, sykes or de silva get past their man i don't think they did on uh on tuesday against coventry either so there's an inability to to, to get you know to get behind defenders and most of the crosses are in front of defenders i mean they were you know meat and drink today and on on tuesday against coventry we had we had 49 crosses i think didn't we but all virtually all of them were straight to straight to their defenders facing away from the goal it was it was easy we didn't mix it up at all so 
neither of them can get can get can get past players. If you can't do that, you've got to, you've got to link up with midfielders who drop in and try and play the ball in behind. But we didn't even do that today. So both of them were were pretty rank. Yeah. Um, neither of them are, are that great at defending. They're really they're, they're really better as forward players. Yeah. Um, so that's all you can say, really. Uh, Ian Andy Vyman, champagne season last year. It's all gone a bit flat, hasn't it? Is he is he carrying injury? Well, possibly, but he's. I think he's a a victim of his own success last season. <clears throat> last season's success was based on the WSM, and they haven't played this season, and that's why I'd start them against Preston. You know, I'd, I'd rest Naki, who I think's been playing well. Tommy Conway's gone off a little bit, but unfortunately, we've got a uh, having Tommy Conway up front for us is a little bit like having a a Rolls-Royce engine in a lawnmower. And I'd say the same for the other forward players because there's no, literally no service from midfield or from the flanks. Yeah. And the, the wing-backs need to be played in by midfield players. And I think Semenyo also needs Chris Martin uh, to play off. And I, that's quite sad. But with either Chris Martin or another, I would say a big bloke, he's not big, but another back-to-goal target man who's going to create space, flick balls on and, and cause a bit of havoc so Semenyo can um, profit from that in so confinement. Uh, and I don't think it's necessarily a coincidence since we changed um, the front formation that possibly Weinman hadn't been as good. And uh, Semenyo, I wouldn't say he struggled, but he hasn't been effective when, he, when he's come on. Um, but um, and going back to things like wages, if you look at look at sides like Luton, you know Naismith's down here because he's on more money than he was at Luton, right? We made yeah. him a much better offer, and we know that from what is said in the in the paper uh, and 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 comments from the Luton end. Um, but. It's there's no point in signing players just for the sake of filling the squad up. I'd rather see the kids get a game. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, see, uh, Riley Riley Towler uh, scored, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, I looked at Riley and Duncan Idahan, and I think, yeah, they're okay. I mean, are they ready to come into the first team? Um, then the answer for me is no. But a lot of us, including me, thought that about Tommy Conway, that he needed a season out on loan somewhere. And look at the job he's done. So yeah. it, it's the, the difference is in, when you've got a side that's playing well, we've, we've still got some key players out that can come back. And that's the only thing that's given me a shred of confidence that we've got Callas, Closer, uh, Matty James to come back into the side. So at least Joe, Joe Williams didn't play today. So, you know, there are some bodies that will be available, but unfortunately quite a few of them won't be available. Closer is available. I think Closer and Joe Williams uh, should start uh, against, against Preston. And, and I'd keep roughly the same formation because if you change the formation and a lot of the personnel and it's a shambles, it won't be a surprise. Mm. So... Um, I don't think that um, I, I don't I, I would prefer that he made brought the WSM back together got Williams into midfield uh, play 
play Scotty. Someone's got to have a word with him about these dafty yellow cards. Um, yeah. And then then move on. But I don't think he can let a performance like that go and say, right, go out there and show me what you can do. I think he's got to leave players out. He can tell them they're rested. Uh, it sounded to me like he wanted to have a pop at a few of them. He wouldn't throw them under the bus on uh, on the radio. But um, who do you think you know, he wanted to have a pop at? Who do you think he wanted to have a pop at then? Well, to be honest, he could have had a pop at everybody that played in the first half. Um, on you know on the quality front, it was appalling. I mean, I'm amazed at those possession stats because we just kept giving the ball away. I know. And all we want, having said that. I mean, if you look at look at the first goal, so we're down in the bottom, our bottom left-hand corner near the corner flag. Naki Wells comes back to join in. Him and Jada Silva are trying to play little clever one-twos around three yeah. players pressing them. They lose the ball. It goes out for a corner. Bingo, that's goal number one. Yeah. And we, we, we kept doing things like that. And if, if, if you're Nigel Pearson, you're on the sideline, you're thinking, my God, I didn't tell him to do that. So it's the play. I mean, Mark, um, you know, the players or the manager, is it that we're we're gutless and we're looking forward to the World Cup break? I mean, you know, it, it, it just to me seems, you know, there's no leadership. There didn't appear to be pride as professionals going out and wearing the shirt today. You know, as we say, we went down fighting at Norwich. Yeah. Burnley did okay, wasn't great, and it's gone downhill since. But what is the problem, Mark? And everybody's saying, you know, Tomo said on here about can't tear up a three five two plan and what have you. And somebody else said, you know, he set the side up for the start of the season. It was gonna be um Callas. Naismith and Atkinson was going to be his three chosen central defenders, right? What would, what do you think the problem is, Mark? And what, how do, how do we address it? Because you know we've got five more matches this month: Preston home, Millwall in the next week, West Brom away. That could be deciding who stays in the bottom three if we carry on playing badly. Reading away, not easy. Swansea at home. How do we fix it, Mark? Well, we got to def- we got to defend better. I mean, it's defending. Uh, it's you know, it sounds sounds simple, but it, we just can't defend defend crosses. We look re- we look so we look really soft when the ball's in the box. I mean, uh, when the ball comes across, we 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 defend zonally, which gives opposition players a chance to run at our defenders, and 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 the impacts the impacts there. The, uh, there's just there's just no no leadership there and no aggression. You can defend aggressive uh, aggressively uh, without without fouling players, and I, I you know, with, with with Nigel Pearson and Curtis Fleming, you think that they taught the players how to defend better, but it, I think it also shows us what a thin squad we've got. Um, you know, and and that's the danger when you when you play three at the back. If you've only got three, if you've only got two fit central defenders, really, why then why stick with it? Why, yeah. why, why draft a midfield player? So we need we need those players back if we're going to continue with three five two. But our the players on the pitch have got to be they they can't be as passive as they have, because that was the problem today. 
you know, they 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 would just look so passive, you know. For, for, uh, the That's what I'm saying. Yeah, balls, no pride. Beating no in beating in beating in the tackle so easily. You know, we thought yeah. we thought that was something that we put behind us. I did. No, I thought that, and I've been a great defender of Zach Viner. Yeah, but there was one ball that he put in. Yeah, and one of those cross. It it was bloody appalling. I mean. And, and he, he sort of like, oh, you could see his shoulders go down, but that's the execution of a kick that he's done himself. The manager can't kick the ball for him. Yeah. And I, I thought, well, I thought he was, I thought he was poor today. I mean, look, we got the World Cup break coming. Christ, if we're as bad as this after a one week international break, what are we going to be like after a bloody month? But then come January, the window opens again. Um, well, we won't be get. We won't be signing anybody unless the well, players go out well, the door this is and we're in the same position no, as we were the window, before. Well, the window Nothing changes, comes, right? The window comes, right? Okay, two things. Uh, Ian, if we're in the bottom three going into the World Cup, right? Do you do you think Pearson would be at risk? Just straight yes, no answer. No, Mark. No, because he can he can say, well, you know, I mean, he, he's, right. unless unless they're unless they're brave enough to say, we think we got somebody who can do better, but right. it means we'll spending money. We okay. haven't got any money. Let's, okay, let okay. So get to January, right? And we've had a few games after the World Cup. The window opens now. Any more performances like that from Alex Scott? And if he puts in between now and the window opening, the majority of displays are like the one he did today, which wasn't great. Um, and Semenyo isn't getting goals because he doesn't get service. Yeah, so you've got Scott Masenga. Masenga uh, sorry, Scott Semenya. Masengo's going, right, but for next to nothing. Right, Ian, do we sell the crown jewels, right? And I guess you could say that is Scott, and I'll include Conway now and Semenya. Do we sell the crown jewels and just say, right, look, we need... You know, the the three of them could raise thirty million. Anybody who thinks more than that in the current market, I think, is a bit cuckoo. And you might say, well, they're worth far more than that. Somebody's got a one But do we raise the thirty million, eliminate any FFP stuff, and let the manager go out and say, okay, you have got some money to spend in that window, yeah, or you can go out and get some loans. So the question Ian, right? Do we sell the crown jewels? in January, and that could mean all three of them. I don't think you could sell them. Based on current performances, if, if you're talking big fees, I don't I don't think any of them are viable. They're not playing well enough. Okay. Um, and the, you say about, well, Masengo, when you go for a little bit, I don't think Masengo will go at all. And I've got to be honest, I'm not bothered now whether he signs a new contract or not. He'd be no. one of the ones... Out of the 16 that are out of contract, and some have got um, additional year options, for example, Semenyo and Max O'Leary. Yeah. I think the vast majority would go because they're either earning too much money and can't get in the team, or they're not good enough. Yeah. Now, my concern would be you then say to Nigel Pearson, and who's done the recruitment with whoever else supports him down there, go and spend some money. At the moment, Based on what he's bought, unless he could come to me with something really, I'm assuming that I'm Richard Gould or Steve Lansdowne, because Steve will sign off the budget. Yeah. Um, 
you, you and, and Steve, our wage budget has been going one way since Richard walked in the door. And they'll get to a point where you can say, well, right, we're about where we want to be now. So we've got a wage budget that's about, well, I don't know, lower mid-table. So it might be something like somewhere between 13 to 18 million a year. Mm. Um, right, who are the best players we can get for this? Is it a question of signing free agents? Can we get loans? What What can we do? Well, you and, look and at, you talk about those and, players. Do, do they're I the trust sort of players him? Ian. They're the sort do, of players here. Do I Signing. trust him to, to, hang on a minute, do I trust him to spend that money, him and his coaches and his recruitment guys, not on what I've seen. Sorry and all that, but, you know, people criticising George Towner. Who signed him for 400 yeah, grand? Yeah. Sykes. Yeah. Who, signed, who signed him for Well, I know he, he was free. Wilson, we got to pay compensation. Can't get in the side, and now he's got a, a minor, we're told, knee injury. Although, Matty James had a minor procedure. He was going to be out for a couple of weeks tops. We don't see him starting against Preston. So, let, let's be... Let's, let's start to be... It's not a matter of just being critical. I'm looking at what's happening. And if it was my money, would I be happy on, on what I've seen so far on him spending it? And, and right. honestly, I, I struggle. You're saying it's a no. You're saying it's a no. All right, Mark. Yeah, but I, don't, I don't think you'll get the money for the players, Dave. I don't, if I look well, at somebody's Alex put Scott, on here. Richard the Red. I, Richard the Red has put on here. You wouldn't get more than 20 mil for the three of them. That's correct. I'd agree with that. And I don't think you, honestly, I don't think you get that much at the moment. Yeah. Mark, what do you say? I mean, you know, if he has money of substance, do you let him spend it? Do you trust him to spend it? Sorry. Do you trust him to spend it wisely? Not if he, well, I, I mean, I mean, who knows? It's hypothetical. I mean, the problem is we, unless, unless players leave, We've got we've got no we've got no money and and the value of players goes up as well as down based on performances. So, mm. Semenya, you know, we won't get what we want for Semenya or or Scott at the moment, um, unless somebody comes in and wants a third backup keeper and signs Dan Bentley and we've got Bajic in the background with with Max O'Leary. But I mean, we we struggle along. With, we, I mean, we're going to struggle along with what we got until January, and that's a worry enough. We miss, you know, with Cal Naismith, so we we got a player, uh, and and uh, a central midfielder out of position. So we and we got a, we got players, we got players. Back, Joe Williams, who can't, and there's another one. There's a player who can't play two games, two games a week. And you there's a carry player, on. Mark. You can't Look, carry on. With it. You can't carry on with a player like that. You can't there's be a sentimental. There's a player that hasn't sort of lived up to expectation. I know he's not a he's not a Pearson signing, but he's been a big disappointment. Well, he's he's the problem is because of his tight hamstrings, he can't play more than two games a week effectively, and you just can't carry on with yeah. a player like that. But we know he's he's going to be at the ear to at least the end of the season. Yeah. Hanno Masengo, he's had two starts and he's been poor in both games. Two assists in 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 three and a half seasons. That's that's not good enough. No and no goals. No. So you know. Okay. I mean, look, I Fred said Be Fred. Be only one only one other player scored apart from the uh, apart yeah. from the Fords this season. That's Rob Atkinson. Okay. Isn't it? So that yeah, shows it is. you where we I are. I said after uh, when we went into this sequence of games, it was a run of four: QPR, Cobb, Brum, and Preston. Three at home. I said we would get. I I I was thinking. I was passing the fact that we'd lost to Norwich and um, 
and Burnley. And I was thinking, right, you know, we come back in some form. QPR, Cov, Brum and Preston, I thought we would get, I said, well, it'd be nice to get eight points, you know, seven, and we'd go into the next batch of games on 21 points. And it was equating out to almost on the fringe of the playoffs. Now we've got a run of, let's look at the run of next four games, right, which obviously Preston drops into that. Preston's a bogey side, Millwall's a bogey side, West Brom away, Reading away. I mean, Ian, <laughs> there are no easy games, but we got to do... We, we've got to win one of the two home games now, haven't we? This coming week, unquestionably, yeah? Yeah, well, I mean, we've picked up one point out of the last 15. So we, we've got two games coming up. Is it Preston and Millwall? Yeah. Preston and Millwall at home, yeah. Right. So you've got to look at those and say, we we need to get pick up at least four points. Whichever, whichever way round, but we need to pick up at least four points. So, okay, for the Millwall game, uh, Callas, Closer, James, even Naismith might be back. So things can change around quite rapidly. And, and for Steve's comment about everything was sweetness in light a few couple of weeks ago, well, it wouldn't because it wasn't sweetness in light uh, after Norwich, Burnley, QPR, Coventry. Yeah, and he, means, he means, or so, he means about a month ago. Yeah, that's yeah, a little short We, we had that, that run of games, look, we had a few good games, we beat Blackburn away, and then we had the break, yeah. and then it's all gone tits up. That's the only word to describe it. All right, look, let's move on. Um, talk this week uh, of our chief executive, Richard Gould, being tapped up um, for the chief exec of the ECB. Now, chief exec of the ECB is the equivalent of, in football, uh, of being chief exec of the Premier League or the uh, FA. Yeah. Um, the thing with Richard Gould, he is he has undoubtedly been a breath of fresh air compared to the slime ball that held the position previously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to go to be the number one official in our other national sport, yeah, uh, he, he, you know, he's going to be on a shortlist, even if he's not applied for it. Uh, and Richard's strength, he's ex-army and he's been in Somerset and Surrey, but Richard's strength is administrative and operational, not necessarily commercial. He's the exact opposite of the other guy. Well, hang on. Um, he, was he was commercial director down. Yeah, the but that was in, that was a many many years ago, right? When that was his yeah. first job out of the army, Richards. That was his job that he got out of the army, and there was somebody sat above him. Yeah, but he's a he's an administrator, I think. Yeah, that's my view. Um, if he got, if if you were well, you first, Mark, and then you, Ian. Yes, no answer. Uh, if you're Richard Gould and you're probably earning. X at Bristol City, uh, probably not as much as the other person who held that post, but the ECB come knocking in a sport that you know that's a lot less hassle. You're 52 or 56 years old, I think he is, and they're offering you, I'll say, 100 grand a year more. Mark, you're Richard Gould. Do you go and take the ECB job? Yes or no? Yeah, chance for a lifetime. Be, okay. you know, be, be at the top, be at the top, the, the top job in your profession. Of course, you'd, of course, you'd be mad not to, wouldn't you? Okay. Ian? Yes. You take it. 
Yeah, and I, 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 I think the differential you're talking about, extra hundred grand, it'll be a lot more than that. I mean, that, that job is out of the ECB. It's got to be... It was 600, I think, was a number that was mentioned, yeah. Yeah, and he, and he, he won't be earning quite as much as... I think he'd be on good money down at City. Yeah. And, and what you've got to hope is he's got some kind of contract in place. Let's say he was on 400 down at City ground. Um, and he, he got two years left to run on his contract. Then you can quite... You can say right, okay. Well, if you if you want him, it's, it's going to cost you eight hundred grand ECB. How bad do you want? Is that him? a contract? Has he got? No, hang on, because if 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 is he's not a footballer, you know, if it's a job, if it's a job, it's not like Mark, you know, no, you know, how it works, Mark. When somebody what well, Ian, when somebody wants to hire you, if you're employed by somebody, right, they don't have to play your employer so compensation. Did, you so say, why did, why did Lee? Why did Mark um, Mark Ashton have a contract? Well, they might. I'm just saying we don't. We don't. We he, don't. Dave, he'll, he, honestly, he'll, he'll, Richard will have a contract. Yeah. So he wouldn't have left Surrey to come down here. No, you'd have a contract they... with a year's notice. I would imagine he's got a year's notice, right? And right. yeah, so he's got a year's notice, and he, they, they, Bristol City could turn around and say, "We want you to work your year's notice." I.e., if he got offered it in October, they'd say, "Well, you can go in the summer," right? And I'm finding it's you both know what my job is that people are being held to their notice periods yeah but yeah. you do not want anybody hanging around when their mind's on the job that they're going to do next so if Richard Gould goes right the club let him go I don't see there being any compensation involved there's a normal employment contract well yeah. we anyway can, that's by the we by we talk about it all, all day and night we, uh, we don't know, know. We, don't know. we know nothing we know we nothing don't, we don't know do we but let's let's see what happens but i mean would and it would you'd agree in that if he was to go it would leave a a big vacuum because it would really throw us into disarray yes well i i don't know about putting it into disarray but we'd certainly need to replace him with somebody that's competent i mean his job has he's been part of the less reduced the wage bill i mean that's not all he's done but he's having a look at you know he had to bring the wage bill down and steve lands down sat there saying well the budget needs to come to, you know the wage bill needs to come down to this which is another reason a lot of the players are believing in uh, you know players like Callas, naki wells unless they're going to take about half what they're earning or even less than that they're going to be gone. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we know where the direction of travel, we know where we're going. Next year is a massive opportunity with all those, you know, with seven, eight million quid coming off the wage bill. But then it's about replacing players, however you do it with loans or purchases, it's about replacing those people um, and bringing in better uh, than, than what you had. And, and that to me is, is the bit we haven't excelled at. We, we have well, you're right, you're right. Wives, it, because, we? Yeah, because Ian, on paper, right, and this is where it comes back to organisation and somebody, uh, I think that's you, Ian, said that, is it? Somebody like a bright young coach like Beal. You can get that right, but then you've got the guy Garner, who the gas had, who didn't exactly cover himself in glory. It is, it is hit and miss getting people. But if you look at our team, right, most of them would walk into the squad's of any of the clubs in this division, excluding those with parachute payments. And, you know, if you go through it as individuals, Bents, you know, he'd be first choice in most of the clubs. Yeah. Nobody would turn their back on Bents. Not as a first choice, Dave. 
Okay, Viner, yeah, Viner, yeah, nobody would yeah. really want him. He's not there. Um, when he's fit, um, Callas would. Atkinson, yeah, we paid nearly two million quid for well, one point six million quid Atkinson, for him. Atkinson, yeah, Atkinson wouldn't. Pring, uh, JDS, no. no, no, no. The more you look at it, but okay. Well, then you go up front: Conway, Wells, Wyman, Semenyo, and Martin. But, yeah, All of them would get a place Watford, except for Martin. Look at look at Watford's side. It, it, you know, Watford at the start of the season, I looked at their front three and I thought, wow, they're going to cause some problems. But they've managed to hang on to two of them. Yeah. But you you had. Uh, the lad that went to Forest, what was his name? Um, Cooper. Oh. No, manager. No, no, not the manager. The, the striker who went to Forest. I don't think he's been playing that. Emmanuel Dennis. Right. right? Yeah. You, the, yeah. Yeah. Him and the other two. You know, uh, Sar. You yes. telling me Semenyo in Conway and, and Martin and Boyman are better than him? No, but don't forget, I said they're they're clubs with the parachute payments and what have you. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, Dave. I, I think a lot of our players we're we're looking at through rose-coloured glasses, yeah. and it's not a it, it's it's not a, a a reason it bids. You know, we're told that a bid came in for Semenya and it wasn't enough, and it was ten million, and it was Bournemouth, and a bid came in for an unnamed from an unnamed German club for Weimar, but it wasn't a load of money. No, it was allegedly so, three mil. You know, it? yeah. So and looking I, at how not, he's playing now, you'd say, "Christ, I wish we bit their hand off for it." No, I mean, yeah, yeah. because if we let him go, we couldn't have. You know, what what are we going to replace him with? Because that's my concern. That we're going to have to replace a lot, one way or the other. We're going to have to replace a lot of players at, yeah. at the end of this season. Well, you're right. You're and what right. are we going? To, what are we going to replace them with? Because I haven't got the confidence in our recruitment team to do that job. I'm never so sorry. Um, or or, you know, the or are there or, or are there academy players who are going to be strong enough to be yeah. able to play reg well, regular football? And the one and the one bit of good news this weekend, and talking about academy, the one bit of good news this weekend is that Tins doesn't want to go to FGR and be whatever it was they were offering him. And Tins is, you know, I always thought he was dealt a rough hand when he was manager here. We know that. I've said that many a time, but Tins, it's the only part of the club that appears to be thriving and producing positive stuff. And what I would say as well is that with uh, with 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 those youngsters coming through, you know, they are the future of uh, City. And okay, if Richard Gould does go, right, maybe we have an administrator, right, but then we go out and get a proper director of football and somebody's put on the thread on here you know les ferdinand at uh performs that function at qpr you know we so have not got what, so why is he going to come here then no i'm not saying les ferdinand no i'm saying somebody you know if we lose a highly paid chief exec do we get a high quality director of football so you know, who runs who runs the club then you get an administrator because you could get somebody you know that from an administrative standpoint you know, you would get a very good person going in there. Let's say it's you no. Let's say it's the equivalent of running, <laughs> the equivalent of being an operations director in Bristol Royal Infirmary, right? Because there's people Nothing in there like. running, right? It's, but people doing those sort of jobs are getting ninety, a hundred grand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you can get somebody to make sure you comply with. The regulation they've got a finance director down there you can get somebody that is compliant right 
But we keep saying, other than Pearson and his band of coaches, nobody else there understands football. The next person who does is down, down a couple of pegs is Tins. You know, what and could yeah, Tins but, do? But Dave, if you, if you look at it, it's, it's, gonna, it's a £30 million business. That's all it is. Yeah. There's a managing director at Ashton Gate called Mark Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Could he step up and do it? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, think at the moment we need a, a director of football. Yeah. Uh, with some contacts. Yeah. Who can get us players when we need them? And and we desperately need that in the summer. Yeah. Because well, in the summer, in the summer, in, in the summer though, in the summer, well, not yeah. in the summer though, in the summer, right? We should be able to get the players that the Millwalls and the Lutons and the Prestons get, and we are a better club to play for than they are. If you got the chance to play for Bristol City versus Millwall, Preston or Luton, you look at our facilities and the HPC and the wonderful stadium and the crowds, you would come and we should be capable of getting players that they seem to get and gets them in the top half of the league, something that we are struggling with massively. Yeah, because, you know, we've not progressed. We haven't covered this and don't intend to now, but this time last season, 21-22, won four, drawn four, lost five. Right, that's well, 16 points. This season, won four, drawn three, lost six. It's fine margins, but we ain't progressing because we haven't sorted out the defence. And over the last, since the, since the Norwich game, the, the thing which was our saviour, which was our goal scoring, it has gone wrong. End of story. Um, just to wrap up, um, final word, Mark. What, we, what, what are you going to be thinking between now and the, the Preston game? Are you, are you thinking right? Let's take a breath. It was a bad day at the office. Looking forward to the Preston game. Your thoughts? Just to wrap well, up. I'm not looking forward to it. Um, I think the players got to show more ball. You know, they're just too, they're just too weak. They got they got to be stronger on the ball. They got you know they got to be quicker 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 to the second ball stronger in the tackle show more belief you know when within their in their link up play try and beat try and beat play, try and beat players it's just a total lack of confidence at the moment and I think we were a little bit unlucky we were doing really well the queen the, the queen died and the wind went out of our sails because the Preston game was postponed I didn't think that helped mm. then we faced those two games when we were the when we we were the underdogs in both. And we came close in both games and got no points. And then we've since lost to QPR. They don't look that bad aside. Now they're, they're, they're joint top. But um, we've just, unfortunately, today we've, we've proven that performances, we haven't put performances like a lot of the ones we had last season, the season before behind us, and that we still cannot defend crosses. Until we sort that out, we're going to be leaking goals and we're going to be leaking upwards of 75 to 80 goals again this season. That's something we've got to address immediately because if we don't, we'll be dropping down towards the uh, the relegation zone. Yeah, okay. Uh, Ian, you you, you know, we got to, well, we've said it a moment ago, we got to show the fans that, you know, they have got some bottle starting against Preston on uh, Wednesday night, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, th- there was over 2,000 City fans up there. And, and can I just say my compliments and God bless to every single one of them. 
for going there. And the, 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 there's another sold out away end uh, waiting for him at Reading. Probably West Brom away it, as well. I think the players should have come off that field. And the first thing they and the manager should have done is apologise to the fans. And I haven't heard that. No. Now, I'm just looking at something Pearson said. Um, that there were too many players out there. He said there are players out there who could have, you know, who wouldn't have minded coming off. So I left them out there. Um, and there were too many players. They weren't just off their game. They were invisible. Now, no doubt we'll find out who those players are um, when he picks the team for Preston. Yeah. Um, well, uh, but you I, bet I, your I life. Think... Okay. You bet so, your life. so, Dave, I mean, to, to be honest, look, am I, I look forward to every City game, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. I just hope that he can turn it around. I mean, somebody said to me, would you sack Pearson? I said, well, I, you know, I, I'd have sacked him a year ago. Yeah. But I hope that he's the most successful manager in the history of our football club. That's yeah. my hope. Now, if you're saying, is that your expectation? It's certainly not. It's not based on... I, I want to see us win, okay? And, and I want to see us play well. But at the moment, well, in fact, all the time, I will take win over performance. Absolutely. No, because I agree with that. All we're, right. we're four points from the relegation zone. Just like saying, well, you know, if we're not careful, we'll get down towards the relegation zone. We're down there. We're down there. And there's not going to be any clubs with... With um, points to come off this season. All right, Ian, that's great. I just want to pick up just my final point. Nobody else's final point. Uh, not a UK. You're saying the academy and Tins are doing great, but on the other hand, you want to go and buy the players Preston, Luton, and Millwall side next summer. Noddy, there's a lot of players leaving this club who are out of contract. So our side for 23-24 will be a combination of those academy players that might include the likes of Kaji and Josh Lowe and others that are breaking through. And some experienced hands, yeah, like the character players that line up for Preston, Luton and Millwall. So, yeah, Tins is doing a great job, but it's getting youth and experience. Guys, thanks a lot for your contribution. Thanks to everybody who's listened uh, today. And as I said, uh, 100,000 plus. Here's to the next 100,000. I think we'll probably get that a lot quicker than we... Uh, took to get the first hundred thousand so uh, that's everybody listening so thanks a lot for that guys and uh, we'll be back doing the um, um, Preston game on Thursday morning so if you can listen we'll be doing it probably 10 o'clock and if you can't it'll be uploaded to all the usual platforms so cheerio everybody and have a good uh, weekend or have a good week if you listen all the best cheers all the best everyone thank you bye bye Load them all away. What if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy, as happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up. Cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robins are bob, bob, bobbing along.
red robin come bob bob bobbing along along there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song oh wake up wake up you sleepy head get up get up get out of bed cheer up cheer up the sun is red live love laugh and be happy what if vibe and blue now i'm walking through fields of flowers rain may glisten but still i listen for hours and hours i'm just a kid again doing what i did again singing a song when the red red robin starts bobbing along